yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Take 43 podcast. And our holiday special. That is what I'm talking about. If you want to grab a nice cup of cocoa, curl up next to the fireplace, wait for Santa, and listen to us talk about dumb shit. Oh, yeah. Smooth as ice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's Christmas, Drew. It's Christmas. Well, almost. It's going to be Christmas in like a week and a half. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah? Do you like Christmas? Are you a Christmas guy? Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm so happy about Christmas. I got like, yeah, you're talking high. You're so excited yeah. about it. Oh, Christmas is great. Yeah, I'm like an elf. You're like an elf. Yeah. You're just, ti- wh- just whimsical. Oh, whimsical. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thank Did you. you ever watch like the old, um, like, uh, stop motion animation? Yeah. The classic to, one. Yeah. That's I still watch those like every year. Kind of scare the shit out of you. Yeah. They always have like yeah. this little bit of a dark edge to them. Sure. <laughs> you're just kind of like, oh shit. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. When you're younger. Are they eating Rudolph? Yeah. I don't <laughs> Especially when the, uh, Abominable Snowman would come out. Oh, yeah. He's like, nah. Yeah. It's like, why is it so choppy? Christmas, uh, you know, it just means family. And, I get that. I get it that. Takes, take some time off work. That is, I do really like that about Christmas. I'm not going to lie. So I think we should kind of, in this episode, celebrate Christmas, celebrate this year. Yeah. Uh, lots of good this year for both of us. I, I go back and forth on Christmas. I'm kind of, I'd like some years I'm like all about Christmas. I think it's cool. But then there's another part of me that is not like the biggest Christmas fan. I think sure. there's a lot of like actual negatives about it. Yeah. And so I'm going to be a little bit Dude, of a you Debbie got the, Downer. You got the piano solo too as you're I talking. Know. Keep going. So here's a little verbal essay about Christmas. Okay. <laughs> uh, I When people say Christmas and what do you think about it? I think of consumerism. I think about, I think about forced social events. Sure, <laughs> you are a Grinch. Yeah, and uh, it'll show in my favorite uh, Christmas movies when we get there. Totally. Um, but so we're gonna do. We're not. This isn't necessarily anatomy of a scene like no. we've done for Halloween. No, we're just gonna we're just gonna riff on like some of our cool. favorite Christmas stuff, our favorite Christmas movies. You know, not. I mean, you know, you could have these great Christmas movies. Not a ton to talk about with like you know cutting edge filmmaking techniques and stuff like that. Uh, as as an audience member, as a viewer, like Christmas movies uh, are cool. They're fun. Yeah. They can be really. They can have some really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm more of a you know comedic Christmas guy. Though. Right. I get that. Yeah. Less I tell drama. You. Less I mean, I'm love. the same way, but I look at home movies like their comedies. <laughs> I can see that. Um, I like. I'm kind of a strangely a fan of of Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies. Like they're we, like they're terrible. Talk about it a lot. I do. I do. And there's good reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, like I just I find them very satisfying. I think they're enjoyable because they're silly and you can just predict them so easily. Like it's always you know big city woman who's like she's a publisher, she's a TV executive or something like that. Sandra Bullock type, if you Sandra will. Uh, and she has to go to a small town normally because she's been uh, handed down an inn from her relatives of yeah. some kind. Yeah. And then there's uh, probably a groundskeeper who is handsome. Yeah. Um, but at first they have a bad relationship. They don't like each other. They argue. Um, All right, stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we're not going to talk about uh, Hallmark movies. I just did. Sucker. Yeah, I'll cut that. Oh. Let's get into it. Shit on my fun, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. You see why I hate Christmas now? <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of really great Christmas. A lot of different, like what you said, a lot of different genres of, of Christmas films. And mine are, mine are probably not like the typical ones. I do like some of the, the typical Christmas movies, you know, like Elf and Christmas Vacation. Those are both great movies, hilarious movies. Um, the ones that I like tend to be a little off to the side. Before you say anything, should oh. you just play the trailer? Uh, let's play your trailer that let's, you that you were talking about. Yeah, let's play the trailer. That way they can just guess. Okay. Psycho sees Santa's workshop and only Lee Majors. 
can stop them. In the night, the reindeer die. Be here. <laughs> you can't show that commercial. That thing looked like the, the Manson little, family uh, Christmas special. Bobcat Goldthwait from the Police Academy movies. Yeah, yeah. A little Bill Murray action. Yeah, and Bill Murray. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's crazy. He looks like a Culkin. <laughs> yeah, right? Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. He's a thoughtful <laughs> boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Did you hear? <laughs> I think he got something. And a true this is so humanitarian. 80s. It's so 80s. I think it was 88, actually. This little guy. We tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. Now, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. Go back to Jersey, you moron! So this looks fun. It is. It's a super fun so movie. So it's a, it's a play on the Christmas card. Yeah. Yeah. So ghosts are talking. Yeah. And this, the ghost of a Christmas uh, present here. She punches him, beats him up uh, the entire time they're together. It's pretty great. Bill Murray. Karen Allen. It sounded like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. Bobcat Goldthwait. Hey! Very, very eighties comedic. Oh, definitely. Yeah, lots of like big broad, like physical comedy. Yep. Slap happy stuff. Yep. See Bill Murray get scrooged. Yeah, it's a scrooged. Yeah. Man, that may work with the checks, but not with me. Yeah, like I think I think Scrooge is a very underappreciated Christmas movie because it really does. It's it's definitely kind of a cynical take on it all. He plays, you know, this TV executive who's just a real piece of garbage, right? He treats his assistant like crap, like his family like crap, treats everybody like crap, doesn't, you know, doesn't care about Christmas. There's one scene in there where they're trying to get some uh, tiny little antlers onto some mice and they're like, the glue didn't work. He's like, can you use staples? Like, so he doesn't like, he doesn't care. Right. Like he's a piece of garbage. His TV station is putting on, I think, a live broadcast of a Christmas carol. So like the whole sets are up and everything like that. But then he he starts getting visited by these ghosts. So he's like the Scrooge of the whole thing. And so it's very much, you know, it definitely follows like the same beats as like a, a Christmas Carol it's does. More, uh, with the time, right? Christmas right. Carol's an old classic. Right. It's an updating it. of yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's directed by Richard Donner, who, you know, did like Goonies and Lethal Weapon. Right. So like a great, like one of the kings of the of the 80s, as far as directors go, for sure. The guy but, who I said that looked like a Colkin, is he in the Goonies? Is he one of the bad guys? Um, Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah. Um, no, he was in like Police Academy. Um, okay, gotcha. And uh, he's, I know you said that. He's like a he's like a writer director sure. now too that does like super like super super dark comedies and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, but he's great and like it's it's it, it's a little bit it's pretty dark actually. I mean, eighties could go kind of dark with stuff like that. And right. you know, like at the end, like his assistant Bobcat Goldthwait like comes after him with a shotgun and stuff like that. Like it's pretty <laughs> like it's kind of messed up. <laughs> um, it's fun. Yeah, but it's fun. I, and I, like I said, I think it's very overlooked. And I just want people to remember that it's out there. 
there and watch because it's one of the ones I like to watch at Christmas. Uh, I really appreciate it. I've not seen it. That's why I can't really yeah. like hype it up with you. Yeah, you should check it um, out. Though. I think but you, I, I, I think did enjoy like the it. trailer. That yeah. was my first time reacting to it. Yeah, and um, there's I loved it. Yeah, it was good. And there's there's like a little bit of a horror tinge in there also. Like a couple of the things, at least when I was a kid, like definitely like freaked me out a little bit. Like some of the ghosts are kind of funny, and then they do like kind of scary shit to them. When <laughs> you're I like, was ah. young, I went to like my first dinner in a movie play uh, with my mom and my brother. We went and saw the Christmas Carol, and like the ghosts oh, came yeah. out of mm-hmm. the floor, and there was like smoke machines, and I was probably five or six and holy yeah you're shit. like oh no let's get the f- <laughs> out of here yeah i grabbed my chicken tendies and these- <laughs> ran out dude <laughs> get a load of these ghosts yeah. let's scram yeah. scoob let's <laughs> so let's grab those chicken tendies uh, anyways that's kind of yeah so the christmas carol anytime i watch that or anything related to that i think uh yeah well it's kind of kind of dark you know yeah yeah i mean christmas i mean christmas carol is very pretty dark so, yeah. yeah i mean yeah. you're know, talking about is you know there's tiny tim who's all messed up and like his yeah. uh, partner that died and like his fault like it's it's pretty dark, pretty dark stuff. i mean charles charles dickens isn't known for his uplifting stuff yeah. really yeah watch your mouth <laughs> uh what are, what about you like what are the movies that remind you of christmas yeah so this feels you know like low-hanging fruit oh yeah uh i mean it, it really but it's, does. But it's great it, it, yeah it reminds me of my childhood mm-hmm. it takes place kind of up where i grew up in the midwest yeah, yeah so uh here we or go as i call it boringsville uh, <laughs> or no, you know what you call the Midwest? Dave Matthews Band, Midwest Dave Jesus. <laughs> That's uh, Dave Matthews is the Midwest Santa Claus. <laughs> In this modern age, Perfect. too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom, hush! Shut up, Ralphie. So yeah, now, there you go. You know exactly what it is. Yeah. Original. you. Stop. Tradition. American Christmas. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. MGM presents a Christmas story. And unwraps the secrets. Did they get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional. He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. 100% Scott Farkas. Red blooded. It's smiling at me. All-American Christmas. <laughs> a Christmas story. So that that's amazing. The first time I ever saw it, I was I think it was like eight, and uh, which was later for me. You know, I, I, I could have probably seen it earlier, yeah. I guess. But, it was uh, around. I mean, then it yeah. was on, you know, what was it, T- TBS every single every, yeah. year. They, I think they play it like all day long. And yeah. they still do. Do they still do that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So I think, I think it was TBS at one time or... Who knows uh, now with all the streaming stuff going on. But, you know, we'd watch that and it, they've remastered it. It looks right, awesome. Right. That trailer that we just watched was not remastered. I could barely <laughs> see what the hell old was trailer. going on. Which I love. I love that kind of stuff, though. hundred percent. So this movie's just super fun. It takes place in northern Indiana. That's mm-hmm. actually where my like wife was from. They actually filmed it in like the Cleveland area in like the okay. Dayton area. And uh, you can go and check out the house. It's a museum. There's a store across the street. Uh, there's a YouTube video of a guy that I watch uh, that he goes and visits all of that stuff. Mm. It's actually pretty cool. So I'll, cool. I'll link that in the description. That's cool. Yeah, yeah just I, a fun movie. Low-hanging fruit, but I, uh, just a classic. I, lo- I love, I actually love A Christmas Story. There's a whole lot of things about it um, that are like super, like when you're a kid, were kind of mythical. And mm-hmm. they're like, especially like the sticking your tongue to a pole. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody tried that. Oh, yeah. And I then tried they, it. And I pulled all the skin off my well, tongue once. Totally. And know? they do it on Dumb and Dumber as well. Oh, they so do. That's have, right. So you have to do that's it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you have know, to. Well, we, we did it on the ski lift all the time. We still do. What? You did it as an adult. <laughs> no <laughs> but you're right and then like he dreams a lot and then yeah. um there's some scary elements to that with, there like, are the kid he's like and he's all scary looking oh yeah when the, like scott farkas and it plays it plays a lot on here comes like my analytical side plays a lot on like 
um, you know, Christmas is always in one way or another, like a little bit of a disappointment, especially to kids. Like they want this one thing, like in his case, you know, the red rider, you know, uh, BB gun, BB yeah. gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, he d- thinks he doesn't get it. Like Santa's all like a drunk <laughs> and kicks him down the slide. <laughs> That's such you know? a funny wide, like handheld shot of him looking directly into the lens, mm-hmm. like a POV from his point of view. Yeah. yeah you see a boot come in. <laughs> yeah. Like, Just so crushed. Cause that's like, he's been looking yeah. forward to that for like half of the movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. Seeing Santa to ask for that gift. And it's just fun, man. Like, it's, a, it's a good movie. The dad is really funny. The mom towards the dad is funny. There's a lot of like sexual and you and you. Oh, there is. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, getting, oh, yeah, dad's a total hornball. I mean, he gets that lamp. The, no, he's the, a, the leg lamp. Yeah. He's, yeah. but he's an asshole. At, but at the same time, but he's like, you know, just a hardworking blue collar dad right, right. in Northern Indiana. And, uh, the mom is a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And oh just God, loves the kids. One of my favorite parts of the movie, actually, I forgot about this because it's like every like kids like fantasy when their parents uh, punish them. Right? Is that like they stick the soap in his oh, mouth? It's like, I what know. if I go blind? You'll be so sorry. Like, <laughs> like every kid has that fantasy yeah. of like they they get punished and like I'll run away and you'll miss me and you'll be sorry. I'll show you. And like yeah, when he comes in with his little like little cane and his sunglasses, <laughs> such a funny scene. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. That's like the thing is there's all these little kind of cutaways that make it not feel like a Christmas movie. So what's cool about uh, this movie as well is this kid who plays Ralphie has gone to be in a lot of movies such as Elf and Four Christmases. Oh, that's right. He was an elf, wasn't he? It was yeah. like a big deal when he was an elf because he was like, oh, it's the kid from a Christmas story. Yeah, and not to jump too far ahead, but we'll talk a little bit about Elf and Four Christmases. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, Four Christmases is, is fun. Uh, that's a really good one. He is the ticket counter guy uh, at the airport. Okay. Yeah. You know what? It turns out that uh, Ralphie's voice as an adult is not somebody necessarily worth mentioning. Somebody named Gene Shepard, who I don't yeah. know who it is. I guess I th- I think Gene I was, Shepard has a great voice. Yeah. I, I think I was probably thinking about like Stand By Me. He wrote, uh, he was a writer. Gene Gene wrote the film as well. He wrote the story. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just just looked up at the uh, yeah the screenplay and, and writing credits and stuff like that. Oh, that's that's interesting actually. Yeah. So the kid who plays Ralphie, his name is Peter Billingsley. He uh, still got those beautiful blue eyes though. <laughs> he does have some baby blues. He was in Spider Man: Far From Home. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. He was oh. in Iron Man. Oh, interesting. He was a producer on Iron Man in 2008. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay. We're, this is news to me. Yeah. This is actually all pretty interesting. Uh. Oh, he's a producer on F is for Family, which is like this uh, this uh, animated show on, on Netflix, I believe. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so he's he's gone on to do a lot of stuff. He, he was an executive producer on another movie I think you're going to mention. Uh, yes. Was it Four oh, Christmases? It is Four Christmases, so yeah. He, so he did that as well. That's oh, good. That's, that's actually really interesting. Well, good for yeah. him, uh, finding a, a good uh, career in post Christmas act- movies. Post-acting, yeah. In specific to Christmas movies and uh, looks like Marvel movies. <laughs> it turns out. Yeah, that's <laughs> who Who knew? Uh, what else you got for me? Oh man, probably this is probably my actual favorite Christmas movie. Um, is Gremlins? Uh, uh, Gremlins is that a Christmas movie? I think Gremlins is a Christmas. I mean, Chris, it is a Christmas movie. It starts off with a Christmas song, you know, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> like it's a, it's definitely a Christmas movie for sure. I mean, the the Mogwai, you know, who's Mogwais were the little cute furry, furry creatures um, before they turn into Gremlins. Sure, like the Mogwai was a Christmas present from from uh, the kid's dad you to, know, to him. So you're going to hate me. Okay. I haven't seen. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, All right. a little uh, late for that. Yeah. No, so, <laughs> no, it's like, I haven't seen that since I was six or seven. Honestly, or honestly it's been a long Scary time since I've hell. seen it too. I think I've, I've watched gremlins two more recently than I've watched the original one, but I watched it so much when I was a kid. Like I know the movie, like, backwards and, and forwards pretty much here's what i like about gremlins and again this is kind of uh my uh 
my little bit of an anti-Christmas bend is it is a little bit anti-Christmas or not so much anti-Christmas, but it's, it's kind of, um, it's critical of Christmas stuff. So like it, it pokes a lot of fun American consumerism, right? This is in the mid eighties, lots of big computing electronics boom. Like the dad is an inventor and invents just all invents all these like completely useless, uh, like, like electronics inventions and stuff like that. So it's saying, you know, you know, uh, Americans just want, you know, all this dumb shit for Christmas and yeah. like, like what kind of, what's the point of it other than just being, you know, selling and buying and, and, and stuff like that. And I, I like that about it. Um, I don't think when I was a kid, I don't think it's one of those things that like, I want to watch gremlins because of its attack on consumerism in the United States. <laughs> like, <laughs> but now like as an adult, and I honestly didn't even really think about it until, yeah, here's the song. The yeah. song's great. Yeah, I love cool. it. This is at the end of the movie. Um, but like as an adult, I didn't think about this until until I was thinking about talking about this. And I was like, man, like they really do. They hammer on a couple of things. They they hammer on that. And then also like it it actually in uh, for being such a fun movie tackles a little bit of uh, is a little bit critical of, of racism in the United States because, um, you know, gremlins were originally a thing in like World War Two that would like attack our planes. There, there, it was like an excuse for things that would go wrong in like airplanes and stuff like, like that. that was a term like it was a term like gremlins got into the engine yeah. and messed it up. And there was like from from foreign sources okay. and even in this the Mogwai comes from uh it's like it looks like a chinatown in some like unnamed city um and uh one of the characters mr futterman futterman is a like a world war ii uh, veteran he dives a lot into you know when things are starting to go wrong because uh, that's how things are first portrayed going wrong is like like equipment like malfunction like he has a uh, snow plow that like runs into his house and it's a gremlin operating it. So it's like gremlins got into my snow plow, right. you know, and like he's attributing it to coming from foreign sources and stuff like that. Yikes. So, um, so it's pretty interesting, but the best part of this movie is in the middle of it. So the two main characters are this, 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 um, he's supposed to be a teenager guy and woman. Uh, and the woman is Phoebe Cates, who, uh, many of you will know from fast times at Ridgemont high and how yep. you entered puberty the first time. I know for me, that's, sorry, what? uh, have you seen fast times at Ridgemont high? <laughs> I have. Yes. Where, uh, Judd, uh, judge Reinhold is uh, daydreaming, judge we'll say in, in finger quotes, daydreaming in the bathroom about, uh, about yes. Phoebe Cates. And he starts thinking about her, like getting up out of the pool and she pulls her top off or whatever. Um, I think the gremlins happened before, uh, before fast times. I'm not hundred percent sure, but anyway, so she's, she's telling a story about why she hates Christmas. And, uh, I'd like to play, um, that scene. It's about, it's a little under two minutes, but, uh, I think it's a great, it's a great monologue. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. Mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. I need to rewatch this. It's it was great. snowing it's outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire, and that's when I noticed the smell. <clears throat> Firemen came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird, and instead they pulled out my father. Thanks. <laughs> oh, he was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. 
He slipped and broke his neck. Died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Damn. How messed up is that? And like, especially, I mean, this is a, a, a PG movie, right. you know, it's pretty dark and stuff like that. But back in the 80s, I think PG, all that like mattered is that there weren't any boobs, I think. <laughs> and yeah. Anything else was ratings fair game. Have definitely changed. Yeah, ratings have definitely changed. But like, so there are probably kids at that movie. Like, I wonder how many kids found out that way that there was no such thing as Santa. Because <laughs> the last thing she says, <laughs> that's how I found out there was no Santa. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And it's something that I need to rewatch again, Scrooged something, a uh, Christmas movie that I'll, I will now link into my tradition mm -hmm. and now maybe gremlins. Yeah. I think uh, I, I want to watch gremlins again. It's been a long time. Another one of the really, really good things about gremlins. And, and this is one thing that it does really smart in terms of storytelling. It's like I said, his dad's an inventor and makes all these like dumb inventions and stuff like that. Um, there comes a part where the gremlins like invade their house yeah. and, uh, uh, there's like a, a, a fight scene between the mom and like five or six of the gremlins. And she, she like disposes them one by one by using <laughs> like the different like contraptions that, uh, um, that the, uh, that her husband's made one is like a, a juicer. So she like shoves it in there and turns it on. It's like just flinging guts out and like spinning around. It's a, it's an amazing scene. It's a nice, uh, Halloween, uh, Christmas mix, yeah. like a yeah, nightmare yeah. before Christmas, Halloween, Christmas mix. You can do gremlins as well. You can totally. do Krampus. Yeah, totally. There's, 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 there's definitely the a genre mixes. like yeah. the, like the scary Christmas. I mean, the, you yeah. know, there's stuff like black Christmas and things yeah. like that. If you want to go full on horror, right. but gremlins is also, it's, I mean, it's a very tight, funny eighties film, you know, it's very much got the eighties, uh, -ness that, to that's it. That's two eighties films in a row. Yeah, man. You. I mean, yeah. those are like, that's when I was sure. a little kid. So, yeah. so like that's, those are the movies that the Christmas movies have made a really big impression on me. All right. So now I'm going to push forward kind of towards the mid two thousands or so. I'm not going to talk a ton about these or play anything. But Four Christmases, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, John Favreau is in it as well. And like young John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Super funny. I know you've seen it. Uh, it's been a while, though, you said. Yeah, it's been a little while. I remember when I watched it, I did really like it. It, it was one of those ones that took a little convincing uh, for me to yeah. watch, but I, I did like it. So like a new couple, uh, normally they leave for uh, vacation during Christmas so they don't have to spend time with their family during the holidays. I can sympathize. Yeah, So, but they got <laughs> trapped in San Francisco during, you know, kind of the fog, the whole thing that happens in San Francisco. So they couldn't leave for the next day, but they were on the news, so they got caught. Long story short, they have to spend Christmas with all four of their uh, relatives, so their, their dad's and their moms uh, separate times. And there's all these crazy stories. The brothers kind of follow. Right. But John Favreau plays the brother, and it's so funny. I mean, it's just straight comedy the whole time. Mm -hmm. I like it, too, because it definitely plays on. I mean, if you've, um, you know, ever started dating somebody or got married to somebody, suddenly you have to, like, figure out, okay, you know, where am I spending the holidays? And there's always, right. like, a whole, like, to do with it. And, like, I understand the desire to just want to avoid it whatsoever for sure um but and then in this case they're like you know it's not just two sides of the family they have four sides of the family they have to uh they have to contend with yeah mary steenbergen is who oh mary steenbergen yeah yeah, yeah. married to ted danson oh yeah that's yeah. right love mary steenbergen she's yeah. great in uh, that's a good back looking, to future three good looking couple right there i know who's the dad robert duvall Play. Oh man, love some Robert duvall robert duvall plays vince vaughn's dad john favreau obviously plays the brother as i mentioned Tim McGraw plays the other brother. Which is, oh, really? Yeah, which is really funny. So Kristen Chenoweth is in it as well. Oh, okay. Kristen Chenoweth, she's, uh, yeah, she's in like Frozen and Broadway play stuff. Exactly, yeah. Like that, yeah. Yeah, John Voight 
uh, is... Oh, Love John. Uh, that's he, a, is, he is her dad, Okay, to answer your question. That's a great thing that happens, I think, in a lot of Christmas movies, and there's another one we're going to talk about that's yeah. kind of like that, where you get, like, these crusty, like, older, like, 70s actor right. dudes to play, like, the dads, because they're all, like, hardcore and, like... Totally. Un, like, unapproving, like, disapproving dad and stuff like that. So get this. Fun fact here. The mom, who, who the person who plays Vince Vaughn's mom, she's mm-hmm. kind of, like, this hippie. She's, like, there's, yeah, like... Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Like, her name's Vaguely Paula. Remember that. Her name's Paula. Like our like mom. Like our moms, yeah. Like our mom, which is fun fact. <laughs> Probably also born on the same day as it, our moms. Exactly. So she's dating Vince Vaughn's friend and it's this whole debacle. It, it's, it's so it's so funny. And there's like this scene where she's like, hey, don't eat um, grandma's brownies. Those are, you know, those are grandma's special brownies. Like there's oh, there's yeah. some funny, but it's it's Sissy uh, Spacek, the girl oh, from yeah. Carrie. From Carrie, yeah. 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 So it's her as a mom. They got some pretty, uh, pretty great uh, last generation actors Absolutely. To, to be in that. So again, you should hit Four Christmases. Super fun. And I'm going to bring in one more and not really talk about it a ton, but we all know Elf. Again, yeah. another low hanging fruit super yep. fun directed by john favreau mm-hmm. now who you know does the mandalorian who right. i just mentioned was in four christmases right, right. so there's this uh, symbiotic energy going on between right. a christmas story for christmases and elf uh elf That's also really has cool. a good like a cranky father figure from the previous generation of actors james Kahn. yeah who i mean like i love that guy and everything but he's kind of the i think i think out of all those he'd probably be my favorite like cranky dad in a christmas movie because yeah. james Kahn's dope that's what I'm talking about. The, the end. Yeah, that, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. James Conn for Prezi. Yeah, James Conn for Prezi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so should we can Christmas stuff? Yeah, I think I'm, uh, th- I'm that's that's our, our Christmas like uh, movie watching in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, I You guys should check them all out. They're all great movies for yeah. sure. Yeah, they're super um, fun. But a whole lot of other stuff happened this year besides Christmas. And since this is we're not going to have another episode until the beginning of the new year, let's talk about you know all the other stuff uh, this year uh, that went well for us, You know our achievements, You know what, what we got done. Yep. First of all, I mean, we... Uh, you know, thanks to all of you, we had some pretty good listenership this year. Absolutely. Much better than the year before, which was better than the year before that, because the <laughs> yeah. year before that, it didn't exist. Yeah, I um, mean, I think uh, it just comes down to keeping with it, and it comes down to having good guests on yeah. and making sure we're focused. And I'm just super stoked on all the people who are still listening because yeah. it is showing, and uh, yeah. thank and, you. And but, you know, there's a lot to celebrate. There is. There is. I mean, like you said, we didn't produce as many episodes this year as normal, but that's because in the middle of the year, we finally got to make our movie that we've been talking about since we started this podcast. We made yeah. Jump Seat. Right. And um, let's, got, let's name off some of those accomplishments so yeah. far with Jump Seat. I mean, first of all, I think the main accomplishment is that we did it. Yeah. Like we, we finally yeah, I mean, it's did it. To, we shot it's good it. To do we stuff. made it. It is. It's good to do stuff. Like there's, you get to the end of the year. And that's one thing I love about doing something like filmmaking is, you know, you can do other things where they just kind of like, you know, they're in your memory. Like we get to the end of this year and we have this 25 minute movie that we yeah. made. Like we have a thing like this didn't exist before this year yeah. and then we made it exist. And that's I think awesome. that's, I think that's fun. I love, I love making art. Gotta keep, gotta keep doing it. Yeah. Gotta keep grinding. Yep. And, and so far we're still fairly early into the festival season, but we've already had some successes. Um, we were selected by the Los Angeles international film festival um, and, and screened there uh, selected by shock fest, which is a horror film festival. Um, but it's actually, it's a ton of fun. Like the people that put it on or, or they're, they're pretty wild. They, you can tell they love their horror stuff, and, but they also take, uh, uh, they take all genres. Yeah. And so uh, we were selected to screen there as well which is great um and then we were picked for uh two of these like awards uh festivals the venice shorts awards and the indie shorts fest yeah so venice shorts awards uh we actually won two awards we won best actress for alexa ray yes and best cinematographer for who did the hmm, i'm trying to remember who did the cinematography on jump c yeah, not too shabby at all yeah drew uh won for best cinematographer from Thanks, venice shorts man. which is great then indie shorts we were nominated for uh in a bunch of categories nominated for best director cinematography original screenplay crime short 
Um, and we won outstanding achievements for crime short and cinematography, which is basically second place, which is still not, you know, like that's w- winning. Number yeah. one is definitely the best for sure. Stoked on the, but, but runner up cinematography is pretty, and, yeah. and getting so even selected is fun because yeah. there's a lot of good films out there, yeah. especially outside of your state. And outside yeah. A lot of, a lot of competition for sure. A lot of really talented yeah. people out there. So, so yeah, being selected at all is as far as I'm concerned is a win. I mean, cause the, cause the goal really right is to get, um, get as many eyeballs on the movie as possible. Yeah. And when you get selected, it screens, even if it's virtually or whatever, like that people actually watch it. And that's, that's kind of the whole goal. So, I mean, so, it's very apparent. We're proud of jump seat. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It, it turned out great. It's starting to show and we're starting to get feedback. Yeah. Different feedback, which is super fun to yeah. get. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. especially when it's something that people like to start hearing people's reactions to it. And even like, when can we start dropping the links for the listeners? Dude? Oh, we should maybe, I mean, yeah. cause we can't have it publicly viewable yet, but I wonder maybe if we do something like, you know, if one of our listeners wants to watch it, like they email us, like we'll send you a link to it. Yeah. Shoot us an email. A link and you know then use a at. password. Yeah, you know where. You know how to get it. Yeah, so yeah, send us if you're if you're deep into this podcast right now and listening still, send us an email. We'll send you a link so you can watch Jump Seat. Yes, um, Dude, but yeah, yeah so, was, so we're still pretty early on in, in festivals. There's still a whole lot more. We're going to be in festivals throughout all of next year, yep. um, early or at least waiting to hear from them. So uh, things have started off well. Hopefully, they continue going well. Um, but in the end, not just one of the best, not just the best accomplishment of this year for me. It's, I think I consider it one of my best accomplishments, period. Oh, hands down. You know, uh, I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. It's it's very much the movie, the kind of movie that I've always been wanting to make. And yeah. whether or not it goes any further, like I'm really, really stoked that um, that I was able to get this little thing out of my head and, and put it on, put it's it on a, video. It's and a step in the right direction. It is. It is. Um, yeah. It's a and, step in the right direction. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. And and I'm really excited for, for what we're going to do next. Yeah. On top of John. Jump seat. I mean, oh yeah, you, did, you had some other uh, some other awards uh, this year. Ditto to that, obviously, yeah. and then yeah, you I also shot, shot two a, seasons of Taste Utah. Yeah, which is no small no small feat. Like, how no. many episodes per season do you have? So twenty episodes per season. So that's holy smokes, forty episodes. I didn't even know that we had that many restaurants here, <laughs> and that's two <laughs> restaurants normally per episode. Oh, you do two restaurants yeah, per episode. So that's about it can be anywhere up to forty restaurants holy smokes, per season. So I've been to over a hundred restaurants since I started. Are you guys starting to run out of restaurants or? There's Not really. Oh no, because I mean, th- we've started to do farms. We've we've oh, really branched right. out, and we've done like right. places that grow mushrooms for all of the restaurants that right we on. film. So it's really really cool. <laughs> it's been really fun. On top of that, obviously, we talked about it last week with Katie, but um, the, yeah, the Emmy win, yeah, super cool. Now we're a little uh, we're we're Emmy Bros now. Emmy Bros got for Emmys. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> You're so, gonna win another one too, and like pass me. I'm gonna be super yeah. upset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we definitely have some stuff to submit next year. Yeah, that's for better sure. than what we submitted this for year. Sure. So we do have options. Um, so that's super fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a good year as far as work goes. Uh, hit some business goals. And other than that, uh, super excited to see what 2022 has. In yeah. Store. Yeah. Do you have any uh, anything you want to want to do for 2022? Like any goals? Yeah. Yeah. I always have business goals, obviously. Right. I don't want to speak too soon about 43 Productions, but I will say uh, in the next year. Yeah, I can pretty much guarantee you that. In the next year, I will have a studio, Dope. a bigger studio. That's not on my. It's not a garage. <laughs> yeah, that's not on my property, but detached from the home. Oh, uh, amazing! Yeah, I mean, we've shot dope. some cool stuff in here for sure. But uh, I have outgrown it, and it's time yeah. for um, me to provide rental space to awesome the Salt Lake City area. And um, yeah, that's an expansion of your re- business. That's not rent. just yeah. That's not just having new shooting space. That's having new space to rent. That's 
yeah, providing production facilities. Like that's, it's dope. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a big step. Yeah. So super stoked about that. Uh, that is definitely a business goal mm-hmm. and to make more money always, always. Um, and to always balance that work family life. That's right. What are you, are you making noise now? You're literally trying to balance your family on your arm right now. <laughs> She's kind of squiggly. You should talk. I think the storm She's like, I haven't prepared anything. I think anything. the stormtrooper yeah. is scaring her behind us. I mean, there I can kind of see. I can kind of see why. <laughs> Honestly, like she's a baby, she doesn't quite understand the concept of a cardboard cutout. <laughs> I don't think she understands the concept of a human. Yeah. No. So, what about you? Um, you know, our next goal is to do a, a feature, yeah. and you know that won't that won't get shot this year. Right. Um, but my goal is to have the screenplay, the feature screenplay, finished for whatever it is that we're planning on doing by the end of the year. I mean, hopefully, much much sooner than that. Mm-hmm. We've bounced around a lot of potential ideas. It feels like we're all kind of into the idea of doing a horror film yeah. for our first feature, which would be pretty great. I mean, I've always wanted to do a horror film and, you know, don't know if I'm going to direct it or not. Who knows? You know, yeah. D- Dave is a great director too. And I know he wants to get back into doing more creative stuff. So, but you know, that, but I imagine whatever it is, I'm probably going to be writing it. Yeah. So um, that's, that's one of my big goals. I mean, I plan on writing a, a, a feature version of jump seat as well. Cause I'd like that to be like my first, um, you know, my first feature, but that would require yeah. quite a, quite a bit of a budget as well. Mm-hmm. So that one's kind of dependent on how the short does in festivals. I mean, I'm probably going to be, you know, looking to change up my career a little bit cause I'm just an editor right now right. and, uh, you know, professionally. And I think that I, uh, I have a lot more to offer than just that, than just being an editor now. I think you do too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'll probably be kind of like, like looking at changing up my, my career a little bit. Um, but most of my goals are, are creative based, um, uh, around, around filmmaking for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I actually have a really, really great idea that I haven't talked to anyone about for a TV show and for a series to pitch. Oh, do you want to chat about it? Yeah. Let's hear about it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to take 43. <laughs> In 2021. Yeah. And we'll see you early next year. year. It'll be our our, uh, first episode next year. will actually be the last of this season. And then we'll come back with uh, season four coming in hot. Yeah. We're going to have Nick Garfon to talk about the union and working on set as a grip and and, in electric um, all over Hollywood for the biggest shows that you're familiar with. And that's amazing. I mean, yeah, union stuff uh, right now in in TV and film is is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big big deal. uh, Touchy subject and something I'm not very familiar with. Yeah. Obviously. I have my beliefs about it, but I'm not super familiar with it because we don't work on Hollywood sets or anything like that. So it'll be really fun to get his opinion and and his thoughts. Yeah, that should be pretty cool. And if you would, go ahead and give us a review on your podcast listening platform of choice. Yes, please. And uh, we always appreciate that uh, to help us ring in the new year up at the top again. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Thanks for listening to the Take 43 Holiday Special. And as a dad, I can totally say, (laughs) see you next year. Ho, ho, ho.